Hey staff, it's Peggy Enderly. We have decided to record one more episode of The Art of Ven in response to the spread of COVID-19. I'm interviewing James Chong, our Vice President of Strategy and Innovation, on ways we can continue to exercise wisdom and discernment as we keep ministering to students. Hey, James. Hello. I would ask you how you're doing, but we're all doing a lot and trying to figure out how to respond to this. These are crazy times. How have you and your family been impacted? It's hit us in a lot of different ways. Um, My wife, she's a professor at USC, so her classes went online. So she just taught her first online classes yesterday. Uh, So she's been affected, and there's a lot of scrambling she has to do to take all of her work online. On myself, I've had uh, four trips canceled so far, and I'm sure that's going to climb. So that that's a, impacting me, and it's impacting a lot of us in university leadership as we're like trying to figure out, should we meet? Do we need to cancel that? It's a wild time. Brian is trying to figure out how to give an online final to 500 students next week. Oh, I see. Man. <laughs> as I read social media, hear about the news, there's a lot of conversations about overreacting and not overreacting, what counts <laughs> as overreaction. For you, what are some ways you've been tempted to worry and how are you guarding yourself against that? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Yeah, because it's there. And being on the West Coast here in Los Angeles, uh, probably not as as strong as up in Seattle, but still a little bit here, there's a temptation, particularly as a parent, and you know, trying to make sure our kids are okay along the way. Um, so uh, the the temptation toward despair or dismay or paralysis or, or just to shudder up in our house, uh, all that's very, very strong. And at the same time, yeah, trying to say like, Jesus, what are you trying to show us in this time? It, it feels like it's a bit of an unprecedented time. I can't think of a time on staff, like in the last 25 years, where we've had something that had this kind of impact at this kind of level. At something like this, this is pretty unprecedented. And so we're trying to say like, well, Jesus, how do we respond without fear? But also, what are you doing here? And how can we hear what you're saying to us and let you guide us? So the executive leadership team has come out with some recommendations and resources. And one of the things we're being encouraged to do is to seek God. What do you think that looks like for our campus staff? It's a great question because it could almost sound really obvious, right? Just seek God, seek the Lord. And you're like, yeah, duh. But I do mean that in more concrete ways. The temptation is just to live the full social distancing, right? Go into your house and just shut her up and ride out the storm. But what would it look like if we grabbed our staff team or our student leaders on some sort of virtual communication and sought the Lord together, asked God for guidance on what to do next? You know, like the book of Acts, maybe the Spirit might give us a word about how to proceed forward in new or creative or ways we just hadn't thought about before. And uh, what a great time to do that. And what a great way to like show our students and our faculty that in a time of crisis, we're not ditching our faith. We're actually coming to Jesus and saying, how should we posture our soul and heart? But also, how do you want to continue on this advance of the kingdom of God? So in the video where you kind of gave a pastoral word of encouragement to the staff, you said that constraints produce creativity. What did you mean by that? It is fascinating how that occurs where like when an artist is operating, if you just say like, make art, it's actually harder to engage the creative uh, faculties. But if you tell that artist, it's actually on this canvas and you're going to use watercolor, 
go? Or are these chords? And we're going to follow this chart, but feel free to improvise around that, that chord chart. That's a constraint that allows for creativity. Um, we're in a place where like this constraint uh, is forcing us out of our current rhythms and is creating a new thing. So it, it's almost very much like what our Ethiopian brothers and sisters, their movement has to go through, but even more so where we learned at our staff conference that Ivasu cannot come on campus, nor can they meet on campus. So they have to, in that constraint, come up with a more creative ways to engage their campus, the students and faculty. And in the same way, right, we, we could see this, the shuttering of the schools and the, the movement to, to online classes as the end, right? This is, oh my goodness, we can't do what we were going to do, you know? And um, for some of our staff, this is going to affect camping schedules. This is going to affect conferences. There's other things that we really bank on. We've sort of gotten used to the fact that these are the ways that God generally tends to show up in our ministries, and those might get taken away from us. And so that's one way to respond to the constraints. I, I think the, the other way to think about it is this is a crazy opportunity. Like almost 200 schools from yesterday's count are either closed or going online. That's a huge number. This is a, a time that could be like this unprecedented inflection point for how education and ministry gets delivered. And like after this time, after months of doing this, what if like communities start going, we actually like this better, or we've learned some things during this time that actually can make education or spiritual communities even stronger. Another way to think about this constraint, it, it's a new wineskin given to us. Well, we either put it in a place to receive new wine, or we can just chuck the new wineskin away. What are ways you've heard other campus staff try creative things? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of things that are happening uh, on the ground, and it's so great to hear about the creativity and ingenuity and the go-get-it attitude of a lot of our staff. For instance, there was um, Hofstra University uh, out in New York. The school closed, and they weren't allowed to have any official intervarsity events last week. Um, and so they said, you know what? This is great. There's no school. And they uh, created an online Bible study on Tuesday. Then on Wednesday, they had a beach day. Then on Thursday, they had a game day, right? And they're just taking full advantage of the lack of structure that's happening right now. So it's great. They're just looking for ways to connect. And I think that's the right drive is if we can't meet in person, are there other ways we can connect? And given our technology today, there are lots of ways that that can happen. There are others who are like pressing into social media and saying, stay engaged with your folks. There are others who are kind of putting together um, their prayer meetings. Um, what's been fascinating is um, Heather Wilson, she's been working with Study Abroad. They've been actually doing virtual small groups and manuscript studies virtually online for a long time. And they have this thing where she can um, put up the manuscript study on the screen and then they can sort of jointly by community put all the lines and colors and they can do that in real time in front of each other. So she, I think she has a lot to teach us about what it would look like to host a Bible study. There are others that are starting to think about, well, what does it look like to push um, worship online? Um, and you have to do it in a particular way because of the way the lag works. And if everyone sings at the same time with their mics on, it's horrible. It is not a joyful <laughs> noise in the Lord. It is it is cacophony and probably blasphemous. No, just kidding. But it is this place where you have to figure out how that's going to work out um, virtually. There are ways to meet needs online. And I've been really, really encouraged. And we're keeping our ears to the ground to hear more about the ways that our staff are innovating. And I imagine that there's going to be some new resources that come out of this time that we'll be using for a number of years moving forward. 
Yeah, that's the hope. And uh, the ways that we're trying to respond nationally in leadership. So the ELT are having their high-level discussions and how this impacts various different components of a pretty complex and large ministry. Um, but we also have a ministry response team that's really focusing on ministry, resources, strategy, getting content out, distributing that out to the field. Um, and so I lead that team. We meet daily um, to try to figure out what's the next thing we need to send out to folks? How, how can we bless folks and help people really think about if they are in a season where they have to move ministry online, how do you build witnessing communities online? And not just to keep the community together, but actually be these opportunities for mission. Like, for example, if we ended up doing large groups online or kinds of small groups online, we could actually invite our friends more easily to these things than before. Now we get this chance to really try a bunch of different things, to invite people to things and to have them be a part of communities. And if there's ways that we can bolster communities online and then have a place where that reconnects to more face-to-face -face kinds of things as well, there's ways that this can be a pretty robust time of learning and innovation for stronger ministry for the future. James, thanks so much for chatting. I'm looking forward to these resources coming out and we could probably also make it available on the Art of Venn social media to keep people updated on what's coming out for us. Thanks for having me.